I will tell you this. I have not been excited, and maybe excited is a stretch, but I've been happy about a giant coach since the early days of Tom Coughlin. Welcome to True Blue with Mike Viv and LPG. Two guys are big-time guys. This is great. Uh, Thank you. Oh, big-time. we got big-time Sid on the show today. Hey, well, any, let's do it. Any time huh? we could get Sid... Arthur Rosenberg, thank you. In the house, it's a big deal. I, it's it's an honor. Yeah. You know, we 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 were trying to get Sid for a couple of weeks, and I feel like it's probably better to get you this week than last week. Give you some time to calm down, recalibrate, get your Eli jersey on, which I love. Oh, the, the, the Trump thing, yeah, the no, Trump, Trump thing is over now. Yeah, I've moved on, and the Giants are in the race. So yeah, this is a perfect time mm-hmm. to do this. So the Giants, I've been wanting this jersey all year. The you know. Giants have come back to uh, relevance, back yeah. from the dead. Somehow. Yeah. Actually, well, let's do it, boys. I'm not so sure that's an Eli. I think it's a Brad Van Pelt knowing Sid. You know, that's funny. I love Brad fucking Van Pelt. I love him. Oh, that 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 linebacking core with Brian Kelly and uh and uh, Harry Carson, the crunch guys like Andy Hedden and Byron Hunt. Those guys were great. I mean, fuck. I mean, Lawrence is the best of all time, but those guys were great. Love Brad. You know, it's, it's it's funny you say that because. I don't any one of those guys that you just mentioned from Hedden to Hunt to all of them, even Bobby Jones would have been starters for teams where the Giants, they were backups. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, Amazing. we got Johnny and we got Johnny Cooks from the Colts. That guy was a big time player. I mean, Johnny Cooks, you know, yeah. shit. We had always had always had a nice white middle linebacker, Gary Reasons or Steve Diossi. We were great with that shit. We were great. That's funny. I can't even tell you two linebackers on the Giants now. So <laughs> I'm still stuck in that era. Did you ever? That's okay. You know, did you ever like go see the Giants? I mean, you're such a big fan. Besides yeah. camp and stuff like that, like, yeah, did you ever go to their, you know, team hotels or yeah, yeah, night, all that. night before games and stuff like that to meet up with them? Chat? No, no, that that I didn't do. I mean, look, over the years now, uh, we haven't started this yet, right? So, but but over the years, I've become really friendly. Lawrence and Phil, uh, like, really friendly with those guys. Really friendly. Uh, I mean, personal shit. Uh, but I wasn't the type of guy to. You know, wait in the parking lot or meet him at a hotel. Like, you do stuff like that. That's what makes you fucking yeah, great. Yeah, Mike. Mike, Mike. That's all you, Mike. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't, Who was he I didn't do that. Who was he pointing I didn't. I, 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 no, no, no. Um, no, but, uh, but I, uh, I thought about it, believe me. But, you know, I don't know why I didn't, to be honest. It wasn't, I'm, I'm just as a rabid fan as anybody else. But, no, I didn't do that type of stuff. But funny, again, you know, as my career has developed, I became so friendly with these guys that, now it's a completely different type of relationship. Um, but you know no, what? this is a sick point because I did do that. And I was at the team hotel at the Woodcliffe Lakes Hilton, about two miles from Taylor's house. And yeah. I and I did love all that stuff. And and like you, thank God, license plate guy became this this thing. And now I wouldn't think about doing something right, like right, that. Because right, of the relationship right, right. that I built. Right, right. Totally. No, it's, yeah. Totally. Well, that's, that's you funny, grow up, it's called maturity, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Eventually, yeah. eventually. Uh, we're we're uh, on with Sid Rosenberg. I mean, where to start with you, Sid? Uh, I have a couple things I definitely wanted to get with you. One is as much as you can. We're going to definitely get into a, an LT story or two. I know that you have a lot of uh, long relationship with LT. See what you get there. He was at the, our roast last year. Did great. You were sitting right in front of him too. The guy was hysterical. Uh, Artie actually made a joke about you 
You met, you remember, right? Artie made I, I did. Uh, Artie made the reference that I'm the only guy that did more coke than he did, which is not yeah. true. Just, you know, but it's close. It's close. And Lawrence is there, too, so it's really close. But uh, that was a great event. You guys, uh, you know, for O.J. Anderson, it was a really – it's funny. I remember that night very vividly because I went to – to watch, uh, watch what's happening live on the Bravo channel right afterwards. A friend of mine was on that show. So I ran out of your event and went to that event. But uh, your event that night was great. Audie Lang was great. LT was great. Uh, OJ was great. Uh, I, I, even Larry Holmes was good. And you two guys specifically were great. You were great. There Appreciate you it. There you go. Uh, yeah, that and definitely, um, Samir, I want to actually touch on, let's start with Craig Carton. So you have a history of Craig. Uh, he's, he's back. Um, when you first started with him, what was kind of the vibe? Cause I didn't listen then, but you guys were kind of the first, like, you know, Craig Carton's experience, uh, on, on radio up here. So what was your, what's been, what's your, what's your relationship with Craig and what's your, what was your impression of him? And then, well, we actually worked together for the first time guys back in 1998, I was at an internet startup company down in Florida called Sportsline USA, which by the way, is now cbssports.com. And uh, my partner's name was a kid by the name of Scott Kaplan, who now works out in San Diego. And we started the very first ever internet sports show, first ever. And I got to tell you something, guys. We made deals, Sportsline USA, big cash stock deals with everybody from Michael Jordan to Tiger Woods to Shaquille O'Neal to Pete Sampras. And part of their obligation was to go on the internet radio show with me and Scott once a week. We had seven listeners, two servicemen in Japan, oh, and one guy was amazing. Uh, and, and make a long story short, we started to build this internet radio division as it became more popular and people knew about it. And there was a guy in Philadelphia who got fired from his job. And he got fired from his job because he said that Eric Lindros was not injured, but rather drinking shots at a bar which he saw the night before a playoff game or something like that. That guy turned out to be Craig Carton. Uh, so Craig came down to Florida and he worked on the same internet radio station as Scott and I, and Craig and I became friendly, very friendly. Let me fast forward two years later, Scott and I get the job at 102.7 WNEWFM in New York doing the sports guy show only morning sports because FAN had IMUS. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Scott and I, we had success in Florida and in Kansas city and in Vegas. Uh, it didn't happen in New York. So, he left. They asked him to leave. And um, and they put on a beach, bunch of people with me to try out to replace Scott. We had John Riggins one week. We had Jay Glazer one week. And one morning, I walked by my boss's office, and I saw a resume on his desk. And it said Craig Carton. And I said, I know that guy. I worked with that guy two years ago down in Florida. He's actually pretty good. Let's give him a shot. Now, Craig hasn't really said this, but I got him hired in New York. His wow. first video job. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, I knew uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, Craig Carton came in and uh, we worked together. They added a third guy, a comedian by the name of Eddie Ift, who was a nice enough guy, but that didn't work. Then they added another guy from the Rocky show on WPLJ, uh, uh, Blaine Ensley. Uh, so it was three of us. Long story short, uh, Craig and I worked together for about six months. The year was 2000, W1EW. We were great friends early on. It was a disaster by the end. I hated his fucking guts. He hated my guts. And, and, and he told me one day in a meeting, right before the end of my contract, why don't you just go to WFAN? That's all you want to do anyway. And I said, you know what? If Toronto's going to hire me, I'm going to fucking do that. And I left that day. And uh, sure enough, W1EW did not renew my contract. I was heading back to Florida. I thought my New York career was over. When, in fact, FAN contacted me and said, hey, I like what you did in the mornings over at WNEW. We're going to give you a shot. So I wow. went to FAN and Craig Carton went to W. Uh, he went to uh, NJ 101.5 or something in New Jersey. Right. And we fought uh, with each other over the years. He would badmouth me. I'd badmouth him. 
And then we started to patch things up when he got the job at WFAN, probably closer to 2015. That's crazy. That's a, yeah. Do you think he would have, would he have gotten that job if you didn't point to the resume and talk about it? I don't know. It's a great question. Look, Jeremy Coleman was the program director. He didn't know dick about sports. So yeah. uh, he wasn't familiar with Craig. I think when he combined the fact that Craig had some real experience in Philadelphia and New York and the fact that I knew the guy, I think that really helped. Uh, so my answer is probably no, he, maybe he may not have gotten that job. But look, to his credit, he turned everything around. He he got to New York. He was a huge success. I will tell you guys, right about the time he got arrested, he and I became very close again. We've had some similar problems, obviously, that both been well-documented, very publicized. And uh, we kind of leaned on each other. And we got real close, uh, closer than people would even know. We did contact each other a little bit through email when he was in prison. And I was one of the first people I think he called after Boomer Esiason when he got out of prison. And we still talk now quite a bit. I've always congratulated him when he started last week with Evan and when he first got the job. So he and I have come full circle. At this point, we both uh, respect each other. We're, I would even say we're good friends. And uh, I'm happy for Craig. I think everybody deserves a second chance, and I'm happy he's getting his. I think he'll make the most of it. That's awesome. You, uh, you were on the – I saw you on the HBO documentary with him, right? His I was in that yeah. documentary. Yeah. yeah. No, listen, Craig was in prison when we shot that documentary. They, yeah. uh, they went to a small space in, a, in an apartment uh, down in Soho, guys, in lower Manhattan. Yeah. And I remember doing my radio show at WABC and heading down there after my radio show. And as I was uh, coming in, Jerry Recco was actually leaving. He filmed before me that day. And uh, they were there for a couple of weeks and uh, spoke to everybody there, Boomer yeah. Esiason and, and Mark Chernoff. Uh, Craig was in prison during that whole filming. And when Craig got out of jail, they filmed with Craig. That's why it took a couple of weeks when he right. left prison to get it on yeah. HBO. But it was on a couple of weeks ago. And um, I think Craig did a good job. And for me, it was kind of surreal and kind of cool to be in that, considering I'm really a political newsy guy now. I'm kind of out of the sports business. And here I am in the Craig Carton documentary. I had a guy from HBO guys call and say to me, for the 30 seconds you were on, you made one of the biggest impacts on that whole piece. This is a big time executive producer at HBO. That made my day. I said, really? He said, really, you were that good. So that was a good experience too. See, look at that, look at that. Now you're gonna take over for Bill Maher. You have that, you have, like, <laughs> you have that like authority, you can, like your voice is like a, like a, a, a deep, like authoritative voice. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You well, you know like, what it is, guys? Listen, 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 I, I make a lot of mistakes and I admit them. I'm like Mike Francesa. I make a mistake. I admit it. Uh, I don't go back and say, go listen to the tape and you replay the tape and you really fucked up. But I say this to everybody, no matter what field you're in, and you guys are great with this too. You're both great with this. If you say something with conviction, right, you actually can prove your point even if you're wrong. How many politicians get up and lie to us every single day and yet millions and millions of people vote for them because they say it with such conviction. So they, they, they can't be lying, they can't be wrong. That's been my key. I make a lot of mistakes, but I gotta tell you, you'd never know because I'll come back <laughs> tomorrow and I'll say the same thing until you believe me. How many times did I tell you the Giants are 16 and 0, baby? This guy. <laughs> 16 and 0. <laughs> Dude, was it on the HBO special that Carton was like, yeah, they reached out to Francesa to, for this special. The same well. one, Mike. Same one. And Francesa said, wrote back two words. No chance. No chance. <laughs> you know, I, I, guys, I didn't even know that. Look, I've had my own issues with Mike Francesa and, and the New York Post documented it about three years ago. When Dog first left WFAN, Mike Francesa was scared to death. Guys, he wasn't nervous. He was scared to death. So it's a Sunday morning, uh, right 
about the time dog leaves. And every Sunday morning, my wife and I and my daughter, my son wasn't even born yet. He may have been a year or two. And my parents would go to the same bagel place in Boca Raton, Florida. It's about mm-hmm. 930 on this one Sunday morning, going back over a decade ago. My cell phone rings and it says, Mike Francesa. I show it to my wife, Danielle. I go, Mike Francesa. What is this? <laughs> Sunday morning. Listen, I know you breakfast with your family. I don't want to bother you. Call me tomorrow. I got to talk to you. About what, Mike? I got to talk to you. Fine. Talk to Mike the next day. He says, here's my plan. I want to hire you and Max Kellerman. You're the emotional New York guy. Met fans love you. Giant. And Max is the analytical numbers guy. Okay. Yep. You, he's the ESPN guy. You're the FAN guy. He goes, and this way, when I go on vacation, you two guys can fill in for me. And while I'm on the air, that is my threesome. Now, by the way, when he called me, that's when the New York Post and Daily News was talking about Ian Eagle and Bill Simmons and all these fucking names. In the meantime, he called me 30 times, guys. He spoke to my wife. I spoke to Mark Chernoff. I lost my house in Tenafly, New Jersey, when I left WFN in 2005. Believe it or not, the house was being rented. And we actually contacted the, the couple about renting my house back. That's how close I was to wow. getting this job with wow. Francesa. Wow. And then something happened. I don't know what happened, guys. I know he, he had two or three secret meetings with CBS. Eddie Erickson was his producer at the time. Eddie Erickson will go and document this. He will tell you this. Eddie picked him up at 6 o'clock in the morning in Manhasset and drove him to meet with Leslie Moonbiss and all these, and Mason, all these big CBS guys. And they said, no, you know, Sid really screwed up with the IMS stuff. We can't bring him back. So instead of, instead of years later, Mike going out there and saying, listen, I, I tried to hire Sid. I couldn't get it done. He denies any of this ever took place. Guys, I actually had a fly in one day and meet him and Mark Chernoff. He was wearing a white pair of shorts and a pink golf <laughs> shirt. I swear to God, at a diner in Astoria, Queens. And I almost lost my job in Florida because I told them I was sick for the day and they found out I lied. So uh-huh. all this stuff is out there. And Francesca to this day says that never happened. So of course, oh. of course, he doesn't want to help a guy like Craig Carton. You know, yeah, listen, right, it was right. all about Mike. It was always all about Mike. God bless him. You know, he's not a bad guy. When Beningo's house burnt down, he gave him $5,000 cash, didn't want a penny back. That's the type of guy Mike is when you get him in a good moment. But for the most part, he's a jerk-off. He's an arrogant jerk-off, and he treats guys like Sid Rosenberg and Craig Carton the same way. He's right. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, uh, Joe, you went in there on Boomer and Carton once or twice, right? Uh, three times. Yeah. I couldn't get a, I speak like Sid does. I could speak for an hour straight. I could do this. I could do that. I couldn't get a freaking word in with Carton. Not a freaking <laughs> no, word. No, listen, uh, Joe, it's funny you say that because I'm also very, very close with Evan Roberts and, and he's a wonderful kid and a great talent. I was, yeah. I was honored that uh, Joe Beningo had me on his last show on WFAN last Friday. Yep. And uh, it was great. I know great. where you're going, and he's going to get tired, but keep going. Uh, yeah, but and that's it. I mean, uh, I uh, by the way, I, I gave Joe his first opportunity, too. I was working with Jody McDonald during middays, and Chernoff came to me and said, we're considering bringing Joe from overnights to middays. Do you want to work with, work with Peningo? And I said, I love Joe. I'd love to do that. So uh, that's another guy that I actually helped along the way. That's when he started his midday career, and he kept it together for 20 years, and I fucked up. But uh, on a serious note, uh, Evan is a really smart guy and a really good radio guy. Yep. Right. And the question is, Joe, is Craig going to run him over or is right. Evan going to be allowed to do his thing? And I think most people agree with what you're thinking, which is he's going to get run over. Yeah, I just I just, you know, I, I listened. Um, I'm also a Craig fan. Um, 
even though I couldn't get any more words in with him. Uh, I do think he has an, an incredible personality, as do you. I think when Thank when you. they turn on Sid Rosenberg or they turn on uh, Craig Carton, they're turning on for a reason. They want to listen to what they have to say. And and you know what? They could be talking about uh, toilet paper in the, in, the, in the supermarket, but they're going to tune in for it. And um, I don't know, the first couple, the first week I was listening to to Evan and Carton, I, I just, I didn't get the vibe I, I normally get. And I believe yeah. no, I didn't either. No, and I think, and I think, Joe, most people agree with you. I know there's a, uh, this, this New York message board. If you're a radio junkie, you know about it. His name is Alan Sniffen. He's a dentist. He's run this thing for about 25 years. And they talk about everything in New York radio. And there was a long thread about what you're talking about, Joe. And the yeah. consensus, the overwhelming consensus was, was that this combination is not going to work. Look, they're both really talented guys. I love both of them. I really do. Uh, I want it to work. And if it doesn't work, neither one of those guys is going anywhere. Let's be honest. Correct. So Correct. we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Listen, there's a lot of guys, Joe and Mike, out there that really thought I was coming back. And they were going to team me with Craig. That was something that Craig and I did talk about. And a- now, actually, Mike, Mike and I talked about it. So that was pretty funny. We yeah, were like, no, it- you know who, you know who, you know who. And then we talked about it for a couple of days. Well, if you guys said that, Joe and Mike, that actually means a lot to me because you guys are great guys, smart guys, talented guys, and in the field guys. Uh, but there's one little problem. That is, I'm on the contract at WABC, yeah. and I kind of like my job, but yeah. you know, I'm not ready yet to give up talking about the news of the day and the politics of the day to, to talk about Robbie Cano being suspended for a year. I'm not ready to do that just yet. But, uh, but, but, there, was, but there, was, there were people who thought that me and Craig would end up working together, and that would have been, been quite a combination. <laughs> of all, hold on a second. Two Giants get COVID today. The fight of the century between a coach and assistant coach. And this guy brings up a PED with the Mets. <laughs> you know, that's funny, Joe. So you're right. You know, you're right. But I, I, I think that, you know, Mark Colombo is not exactly a household name. He's the offensive no. line coach. Uh, yeah. And the two guys that got the, the COVID, again, we're not talking about Daniel Jones. And, you know, you're talking about – so. Uh, and Robbie Cano is a big name. And look, Cano had done this before, obviously, in Seattle. And, yeah. you know, he, he played better last year. He was hurt year number one. I think Met fans were starting to think, okay, maybe this guy could really give us a pretty good season. Uh, but you're right. You're right. We, I'm here to talk giant football. I've got my Elon Manning jersey on. But that's the beauty, Joe, about me. You never know. We, we can start talking about the Giants, and all of a sudden it'll be Donald Trump. It'll be Joe Biden. It'll be the New York Mets. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be some reason, porn star. You just don't know. That's the reason oh. why people always tune in, man. And that's a that's a huge compliment to you. I mean, seriously. Thank you. It is. Thank you, Joe. Getting, you, you can getting back to the, to the Giants, you're right. It's, a, 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 you know, unfortunately the long snapper and the, you know, uh, field goal kicker and uh, you know everybody's going into these COVID uh, thing but the Giants are on a bye thank God I think uh, the protocols will be set I think they'll be back after the bye but I want to talk real quick about what went down today um, I heard through the grapevine you know I don't normally I don't, I'm not a break news type of guy because uh, I feel like if you break news uh, you, you don't get the same info from, from the players and from the guys you become close with. If you break that trust, you're in trouble. So the stuff I heard, you know, today was Judge and Colombo met last night. It, there's no secret that Judge was uh, working with the O-line um, and taking away from his other responsibilities. He wanted his guy coming in, so he went and hired him as a consultant, which had to rub Colombo the wrong way. They met last night. Colombo was like, you know, fuck you. 
basically. And, and judges like, I'm the head coach. Fuck you. Uh, one F you to another. And today it finally, uh, you know, t- coming to blows, completely false report. I don't even know why someone would put it out there like that. They, they had some words and truth be told, when it finally comes out, uh, it wasn't even judge who told him that he was fired. Hmm. So I'm dying. I'm dying to see who breaks that news, but it wasn't him. Well, I'm glad you actually broke it down. And I know that you know this stuff, Joe and, and Mike, you guys actually know a lot more about the Giants than I do. I will tell you this. I have not been excited and maybe excited is a stretch, but I've been happy about a giant coach since the early days of Tom, uh, I never liked McAdoo. I didn't like the last guy from Minnesota, yeah. Pat Shermer. Nice guy. Don't get me wrong. In fact, I'll tell you something, guys. You know, I'm, I'm very close with Pat Halen to this day. And my little boy, Gabe, who you may have seen moments ago, he's uh, going to be 12 on Tuesday. And the Giants allowed me to take him to training camp last year before the COVID. And I saw the uh, you saw the pictures, right, Joe? So he was on the <laughs> field with Eli Manning. And, 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 and Shermer was a sweetheart. He was a sweetheart. But I have not yeah. been excited about a giant coach since Kaufman. I love this guy. I think this guy, look, there is something to the Bill Belichick pedigree. There just is. Look at the job that Brian Flores is doing down in Miami. That's not an accident. That team is 6-3. and three. That team is going to vie for a playoff spot. Two has started three games his whole career. He's built a nice team down there, and they think they can win. And I think guys who work for Belichick are good at doing that. I think the Giants are starting to believe in this guy. Three and seven doesn't sound good, but we're better than that. Look, the Giants could easily be seven and three. Eight and two, I got news for you. This is the right guy for the job. He's he's not going to take any bullshit from anybody. Daniel Jones, stop turning the football over, or there'll be a new quarterback here in two years. I like this coach. This is the first time I'm excited about a giant coach in probably seven or eight years. So I was just talking to Joe before we got on about how everyone's buying into judge different, different guys are, you know, fingers are being pointed at different, different uh, parts of the team, different players, but no one's really pointing at judge because we're buying into the culture, just like you're saying, it's great. And we are, and we all are, and we get that 99% of the fan base is. But now with this new move, this Columbo move, and Joe, what are we calling the, 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 the new Digo? What do we call him? Did you, wait, what's his, what's his name? Oh, just call him Gooch. 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 Okay. I forgot what it was. Gooch coming in. This is like the first time that ju- Judge is sticking out his neck, like making a really kind of big move. Yeah, you know, out his I, neck. To, to be honest with you, Mike, I mean, I look at it a couple ways. Going back to what you said, Sid, uh, McAdoo, good football mind. Shermer, good football mind. Judge, good football coach. Bang. You and, just nailed it. You just nailed and, it. Those guys all both had great offensive minds, but they yes. weren't leaders of men. When I sat Correct. with Pat Shermer, Joe, I didn't feel like this is a leader of men. Right. This guy, Judge, he's a leader of men. And look, you know, no one's going to know. Daniel Jones gets sacked every play anyway. So it's not like you're going to be sitting at home going, oh, my God, what happened to the offensive line? They, they, they are sick. They, anyway. they are going to right. go. They are sick. Right. They are going to yeah. do they well, argue so, that. They come they, out they, everywhere. It's true. Listen, it, it's not like, you know, when Jim Fossil decided years ago, I'm taking the play calling. You guys may mm-hmm. remember that. Sean Payton was there. I mean, Sean fucking Payton. I'm, I'm taking over the play calling. And what do we do? We beat the Vikings 41 nothing. I had the over 41 and a half, by the way. And then we lost <laughs> the Super Bowl to Baltimore. <laughs> but uh, that was a big move. That was, a, yeah. you know, it was in the press and he called the plays. Firing your offensive line coach for a quarterback that gets sacked three or four times a week is not going to be a point of discussion for the fans. Maybe Paul Schwartz will write one article about it. So this is not, to me, at least Mike and Joe, it is a big football move. There's no doubt. 
but it's a little more minutia than the average fan really cares about. This is not yeah. him doing something huge in the media. No, I, I, Mike, getting back to what you said, you know, I think that Gooch, since he already spent two years with, with Judge, I think that yeah. Judge wanted him anyway. But what happened was bringing over Garrett made things a little more simple for Garrett hiring Colombo. Garrett's so team, Garrett's guy. just works along his way, yeah. right? And yeah. if things were running smooth, I mean, we could say that for anything. If things are running smooth, no one loses their jobs, everything is perfect. But I believe that this whole time, you know, you're looking at it as, you know, one mess up, I'm getting my guy. And I, and judge, don't mess with judge. Judge will pull the trigger no matter what. He's, he's not he's not the normal, you know, suit and tie, let's wait to the end of the year for someone to lose their job. You're not doing your job, you're being replaced, that's it. And again, I, uh, I find it refreshing. I uh, haven't been excited uh, for a giant coach, like I said, guys, in seven or eight years. I think he's the right guy for the job. Time will tell. He's got 10 games in. That's it. Uh, and again, there are, there are 300 football teams, 300 guys. How many yeah. times have you heard a guy in the media go, I love this guy when a team is three and seven, but I yeah. see things every week. I really so do. True. And they improve in certain true. spots where they were not good at the week before, even yep. in a loss. And to yep. me, that says the coach is doing something right. So we'll see. We got a good shot here. You know, Dallas, they got nothing, two wins. They got nothing. Washington, two wins. Alex Smith, God bless him. What a great story. 400 yards last week. They got nothing. And I got to tell you, Carson Wentz, I haven't seen a guy uh, get that bad that quick in a long time. This, I mean, no, seriously, guys, two years ago, this guy was a big – I mean, he could have been the league MVP. He gets hurt. Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl. I, I watch these Eagle games. He's awful. He doesn't come close to hitting wide receivers. Yeah. He doesn't come close. So hey, there is hey, no hey. reason we can't win this division. Hey, first of all, we're winning the division, number one. Number two, let me ask you a personal question in regards to football. You have a, 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 a bad team. Are you a draft pick guy? Or are you a screw that, win out as many games you can, draft no, no, you no, 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 no. That's a Jet fan, know. Joe. That's a Jet fan. I yeah. say this all the time. Sports is about one thing, guys. And I used to get killed for this in Miami because I love Dan Marino. I think Dan Marino is one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time, but he never won anything. So to no me, argument. It's a failure. You never won yep. anything. You could have 95,000-yard passing seasons, and you could throw 18,000 touchdowns and be on Monday Night Football with Don Shula every week. If you don't yep. win championships, you've done nothing. So yep. I don't want to hear 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't want to hear 7-9. and nine. I would much rather go 0-16 two consecutive years and get the two best players in college football year number three. When I hear when – when I see a team that's 1-7, and, and I have fans calling up going, we got to win this game. Why? Why? Okay. I, I mean, like the Knicks. The Knicks won a game last year. I'm like, Why? Instead of number eight, we could be number two. There's I, I am mediocrity not, sucks. Uh, mediocrity, mediocrity, it sucks. I am wholeheartedly disagreeing with you. I'm going to tell you why. I, I am in agreement that if my team sucks and I have zero or one win on the board and I'm a game or two away from getting my franchise player, my franchise quarterback, I'm in 100% agreement with you. There is no way you could give up on getting that Eli Manning if you're a game out, I could not care less, though, Sid, about the Chase Young Bowl. I did want to win that game. I was happy to win the game. So what? They got Chase Young. We got Thomas to stop for the next 10 years. And that's that. And then now a new year comes. And maybe the Giants do get that pass rusher. There's so many different ways to look at that. So and let's well, stop. listen, I, I, listen. You, you, you made a great point, Joe. And, and you're right. There are years 
Uh, not every year is a Trevor Lawrence available, yes. okay? So yes. there are those years where, yes, you're right. Maybe you're better off winning that football game because you're not thrilled with Chase Young. But as an overall question to your answer, sports is about winning championships. It's not cool. about eight and eight seasons. And if it means you got to go one and 15, like if I'm the Jets right now and Adam Case is saying we're not tanking it, first of all, they're not tanking it. They're just awful. <laughs> they can't win. It's not, they're not trying to they lose. They can't win. They don't and, know how to and, win. And, they don't. And that they're a bad team. There's not a lot of talent there and he's going to lose his job anyway, but they're yeah. better off going 0 16. And, you know, maybe you can trade Sam Donald. I don't think Trevor Lawrence will come out. If the jets are the number one pick, That's I don't think correct. he'll come out. I think he'll stay close to try are, to win the Heisman. You are apps. You absolutely nailed it with, with, if you're the jets, if I'm a jet fan, please, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already making my Trevor Lawrence Jersey. <laughs> I, I, I do agree that he stays, and I agree that he stays because of COVID. He missed his chance. They're That's not right. undefeated. He wants right. to prove it again. I'm in so much agreement with you, and God, I'm so happy that my father did not make me a Jets fan. <laughs> well, guys, I got a good story for you. By the way, if they get Justin Fields the Jets, that's not bad either. He's yeah, not that's good. not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> but if you don't know my history, guys, I was a Jet fan. Uh, my dad and I would go to Shea Stadium as a little boy, and I loved Joe Namath. I'll make it a very quick story. I was about seven or eight years old. It's in my book. You can still buy it. You're wrong and you're ugly on Amazon.com. It's cheaper than a slice of pizza. So we go to A&S Department Store in New York City. Again, I'm seven or eight years old. And they have this little bowl on one, of the, on one of the cologne desks. And you drop your name in, and you have a chance to be the mascot of the week for the New York Jets, Joe and Mike. Now, at the time, they've got Emerson Boozer and Don Maynard and Joe Namath. They were a bad team. That was a 69 team years later. In fact, we Eubank, the head coach who won the Super Bowl, had left and given his son-in-law, Charlie Winner, who was a loser, the job. Mm -hmm. And the Jets were a bad football team. I think they were one in five that year. Anyway, out of millions of entries at A&S Department Store in New York City, little Sidney Ferris Rosenberg out of Brooklyn won. I won. <laughs> and I'm sitting at my dinner table with my mommy and daddy and sister on a Wednesday night in Brooklyn, and the phone rings. We had a phone on the wall with a rotary dial. Yeah. And they said, hey, it's a New York Jets. Congratulations. And Sidney's going to come to the Rams Jet game on Sunday. In my life, I could have died that day. Long story short, Charlie Winter decided the team was one in five, and little bucktooth Sidney Ferris Rosenberg, asthmatic and all, would be a distraction to the Jets. And instead, they sent me a signed football and a Letterman's jacket signed by Joe Namath. I still have it. It's in my room right now, guys. That's and awesome. and I, I remember saying to my dad at the dinner table, I was crying. He said, nah, you got a Joe Namath jacket. I said, Daddy, what's the other team in New York? He said, the Giants. I was seven years old. I said... From this oh moment on, I'm a Giant fan. Wow. And I changed my allegiance. I changed my allegiance. And I have been uh, as big a Giant fan the last 47 years as anybody you know. Wow. That is yeah. an awesome story, By the way, and, and Joe, Joe and Mike, I got to tell you something. I became oh. very close with Joe Namath because the company I talked to you about, Sportsline USA, where I started my yeah. career with Craig Carden, Joe Namath was one of the original starters of that company. He get him and Mike Schmidt. So Namath and I became very close. He loves that story. He apologizes every time I see him <laughs> for Charlie Winter. But I was a Jet fan, and then I changed it. Dude, Dude that's an awesome story. That is an amazing story. Joe Namath is on our short list for the next one of the next roasts as the man oh. of the roast. Oh. That would be great. We will be in touch with you about that. All right. Quick trivia question before we let Sid Rosenberg go. LT. I don't want to go. I like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> Speaking of drafts. Speaking of drafts. 81 NFL draft. Okay. Giants pick number two. 
The, right. Jets, pick, the Jets picked number three, by the way. I didn't even realize that. Right. Um, who went first? Who went instead of the great Lawrence Taylor? Well, uh, um, listen, uh, I don't claim, you know, don't, don't give any hints. I don't claim to be, uh, you know, Bill Mazur uh, or Mike Francesa. <laughs> Bill Mazur, I love um, But if, if I remember correctly, I think it was a Heisman Trophy Award winner out of South Carolina, a running back named George Rogers. Very correct. Good. Very good. That's correct. And okay. he was, he was starred right there. I could see him now in the George Michael sports machine. There he goes. Uh, I used to love that show, Joe. Let me tell yeah, you something. Course. Of Before course. they got LT, I, I remember, look, I, I tell you, I'm embarrassed to say this, guys, because Phil Sims is a dear friend. And I know guys exaggerate this business. He really is a dear friend. But I was a Scott Bruno guy. And so um, was I. I loved him. I loved him. So and was I. The, Number 12, baby. Loved him. And when the Giants, Joe, played that playoff game against the Philadelphia Eagles, the game where Beasley Weiss was on crutches in the back of the end zone. Yeah. And before, forget about George Rogers, and before we had Joe Morris running for a billion yards and O.J. Anderson and Rodney Hampton, one of my favorite giant acquisitions ever in those early days was number 26. We got him from the Houston Oilers. His name was Rob Carpenter, and I loved him. And I got to tell you, he never fumbled the football. Never. Until freaking Chicago. And, and they put on the fucking screen. The guy never fumbles the ball. You're going the deep with some 1980s. Some 1980s. So, so, oh, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm 16. I don't know. 15, 16. My dad lets me go with my next door neighbor who's 18 to Chicago in 85 to yeah. go to the game. The Giants are driving and Carpenter puts the ball yeah. on, the, on the carpet. Yeah. And they never looked back. They lost. Well, Sean, Sean Landetta didn't help us that day either. Sean turned out to be a great punter. But, yeah, yeah. but listen, those were exciting days. Because I, I remember when they first got Sims and guys were throwing the football to guys like Johnny Missler and Mike Freedy and I Tom Mullity oh, and Gary Shirk. I yes. And then all Tom of a sudden. Come Tom on. Mullity and Gary Shirk. But then all of a sudden, those names changed, right? To Mark yes. Bavaro and Lionel Manuel yes. and Phil Sims and Joe yeah. Morris. And it was it was really an unbelievable evolution from the Ray Perkins team to the Bill Parcells teams, which to me, and I love Copland. I, I talked about it. Eli Manning, I'll always love him. I thought he was overrated. If you could be overrated and win two Super Bowls and throw for 50,000 yards, I no thought problem. Eli was overrated. No problem. Um, but those giant teams of the 80s, those are my favorite teams. I love those guys. I love, and know, to this day, I'm so proud of them. I want to hear you about know, LT. We have a couple. Oh, yeah. Uh, 80, 86, 86 Giants after that debacle in 85. That was probably the last time. And think about it. That was probably the last time the Giants were favored in, in our whole lives other than 2008. Yeah, well, you know, do you remember how they started that season, though, Joe? What, the 31-28 Dallas? Yeah, they the lost loss. to Dallas. Very good. Then they won 14 out of 15 games. Only Seattle beat them went, after that. They went, they went bananas. And, a, and, the, and the Bobby Johnson, you know, 4th of 17. And all that, that, that whole year, That's not too much, man. As, as a Giants yeah. fan, yeah. They, I, mean, I mean, look, I can't uh, – whatever. I, no, I, that, I, that, 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 that Bobby Johnson play, Joe, against Minnesota, maybe the greatest Giant play of all time. Man. That was just a huge play. But I'll tell you a quick LT story, and then I'll let you guys go. So I, um, I had an agent by the name of Mark Lepselter. You guys know Leps. He still represents yeah, Joe Beningo, Tiki Barber, Brandon Tierney, of all these course. guys. Yep. Yeah, he's a good guy. So he's he a had, great guy. Great guy. So he had Lawrence. So uh, Lawrence and I got to know each other through Leps. You know, we would hang out, Super Bowls and parties. And LT and I had a lot in common, obviously. Um, <laughs> a lot. 
maybe more than I wanted to, but we did. I saw you, I saw you at LT's a couple of times at the, at the restaurant. Below. Yeah. Oh, I was there a couple of times. So now it's, um, the year is, um, 2005. Okay. And, uh, I go to some party somewhere. Uh, I went to Cleveland. I went to Cleveland and I was doing a steel cage match. I was doing the announcing in between fights. In fact, Jared Bunch, the former giant running back, fought Michael Westbrook, the former Redskin wide receiver. And it was at <laughs> Cleveland State University. I'll never forget this. Oh, my and, God. And the night was over. It was a Friday night. And I spent the next two days getting high. I was supposed to come home Saturday. And I never got home till Sunday night. And I called Mark off that Sunday night. And I said, listen, um, I don't know how to say this to you, but my drug problem has come back. It's, it's, it's bad. Uh, I, I attempted suicide this weekend. That's a true story. My daughter saved my life. And... Um, I have to go to rehab. So I don't know what you want to do with me. Chernoff and Lee Davis said, we love you. You're our guy. You go away for 30 days. You come back in 30 days. Your job will be here. With I miss with Joe Beningo. That's how right. great that was. So I get home that Sunday night and I can't find a rehab. So Monday morning, I found this place in New Jersey. It was called Sunrise House. I called them. Three hour drive. I lived in Tenafly, New Jersey. Perfect. Out of bed. Sid, we know who you are. We love you. We're big fans. No beds, can't get you in. I call up shelter. I say, Mark, if I don't get to rehab today, I may die. Was that bad, guys? I'm not being overdramatic. Um, he said, call Lawrence. I said, I kind of know LT a little bit, but not that well. I'm going to give him a call. And so I called Lawrence Taylor. And I said, uh, Lawrence, I know you've been here before. Uh, I got an 18-month-old baby upstairs and a wife who I love dearly. And I try to kill myself on Saturday. And... And I'm really in a bad place. And if I don't get into a rehab today, I can't promise tomorrow. And I said, I called Sunrise House because I know you went there because Lawrence went there. And they said there were no, no beds. And he said, I swear to God, he said, Sid, give me five minutes. Sid, give me five minutes. Five minutes later, guys, you could have timed it. I got a call from the head of that place. And they said, and I quote, get in your car now. We got you a bed. And I called Bob Raceman the New York Daily News, and I said, look, I'm on the way to rehab. You're not going to hear me for the next 30 days. You're going to hear Beningo talk about me. I miss, you're not going to hear me. But I want you to know, for all you guys that motherfuck Lawrence Taylor all the time about his drugs and his women, he just saved my life. And Raceman put that in the New York Daily News when I went to rehab. That's a true story. He actually saved my life back in 2005. Amazing. Amazing. Welcome to True Blue with Mike Viv and LPG.